Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kick off your future with the law firm of Condori and Murai. They're the official Grant and Danny show sponsor, and they'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit KMLawyers.com and mention us, G&D, to score yourself a discount. That's KMLawyers.com. Your chance to win Nate Bargatze tickets to Capital One Arena Show coming up in six days at 4 o'clock, one hour away. Did you see the teaser drop, Danny, for the new EA Sports College football game? No. Was that, when did that come out? Yesterday? Uh, just I saw it today, but I'm not sure when it officially dropped. But within the last couple of days, I guess, maybe the last 48 hours. Ten years without an official college football game. It felt longer than that, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I looked it up today, and it said it's been ten, but I would have guessed like 15. EA Sports College Football 25 going to be released this summer with a full reveal of the game coming in May. The teaser's out now. Looks awesome. Everyone's wondering who's going to be on the cover. I've actually seen some really funny memes and things. I know you guys posted something in the chat today where they're going to put the Pop-Tart from the Pop-Tart Bowl on the cover of the new <laughs> EA game, which is pretty funny. But you got to go back. So if it, it stopped being made 10 years ago, I would have been 25. I don't know, maybe high school time frame. I love that college football game. You could pick, there's like 100-some schools. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, no player names or anything for the most part. It was just numbers. But I would imagine with NIL and stuff, won't the player names now be in the game? Don't you think? You think you would think so, right? Because now they're they're supposedly getting a cut of it, right? They're getting paid for their. They don't have a, a full on union like the NFLPA because mm-hmm. the deal with NFL players. Do you remember when Lavar Arrington wasn't? Yeah, in player number fifty six for Madden. He, he was like robe number fifty seven, I think it was, because they couldn't even make it too much like. Oh him. right, it was like right outside linebacker number fifty seven. The guy was super pale. I mean, you knew it. It, it come on. But I think the deal was he was at odds with the NFLPA or something like that, and they're the ones that secure the rights for you mm-hmm. and make sure you're in the game. So I don't know how it's going to work for college players, but I think that would be really additive to the experience, especially with, like, these guys are now superstars, especially the quarterbacks. You want to be playing a college game. You, you want to be dropping back and throwing the football with Drake May and Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. and Caleb Williams. As Quinn Ewers and whoever else, right? Correct. The Those games I enjoyed more than Madden back in the day. Like So for us, when I was in – when I was in school, it's it's not important exactly when. It just it was a, it was a while ago. It's not important that the actual years to actually put a, like a, 
a date on it because that doesn't make anyone feel good. But those few years, we played more of that than we did at Madden. We'd have like big tournaments in the room and stuff like that. It was so much fun. Before we move on, I want to go around the room. You can hit rewind right now. You can go back 15 years or whenever. The, for Ryan, that he, he would have been a toddler. As an but infant. You could go back to prime of your life, playing video games, eating Doritos with your buddies. Okay? What sports game are you going to play for two hours? So the world stops right now. You just hit a button. And time machine style, you go back. It's your three best friends. For, for me, my group was my brother, Sean. And then my boys, Joey and Steve. And we are playing Madden all night long. It's the night the game came out. Maybe Brad Truslow and I went up. Is Brad there? Brad is there. We went to Best Buy. Uh, He drove us in his Pontiac Sunfire. We waited outside of Best Buy at like 1130, 1140. Maybe we went to a movie beforehand. Nobody knows. Nobody knows right now. Best Buy opens at midnight. We walk in. We got that Joker pre-ordered. Maybe Best Buy couldn't hook us, so we're at GameStop this time around. We scoop Madden. We come home, and it's an all-nighter. And time frame is probably like 04, 05. So regrettably, if I'm using Washington, we're talking Mark Brunell, maybe maybe some Patrick Ramsey, oh, something like that. Hate to see it. But that's for me, Madden will always be the one seed at that point in my life. The pre-order, the sitting in the parking lot, Getting in at midnight the night it drops, playing until the morning, going and getting breakfast at Howard's in downtown King George. Life is good. Danny? We scooped sandwiches from Frisco's on uh, Wisconsin Avenue. Little hole in the wall opposite the what's now McDonald's. Used to be Roy Rogers where Channel 9 is located. Oh, wow. That McDonald's has been there forever. It's been there forever. Uh, Frisco's closed a handful of years ago, but it was a an outstanding sandwich shop. You was it ex- deli? You, all the sandwiches you could you could you could fathom, all high quality, all this little stand, uh, exploded potatoes, the Wicked Wolf hot sauce, out just beautiful. We get we get the sandwiches, we get everything to go, we get all our sides. Uh, it's Pat, Pat, Dan, and Danny. So to keep it very simple, two Pats and two Dannys. We're going to Dan Dickens' house. Uh, he played college hoops at Williams ultimately, and uh, we're sitting at, Dan, at Dan's and we're rotating. We're playing NHL '94. You're the one-timer. That game changed everything. Before, you could fight in NHL 93, and you could still do the move. Everybody of a certain age knows exactly what I'm talking about. When I say the move in NHL, it's exasperating, it's infuriating, and if you did it, you scored 99% of the time. You just kind of fly across the crease and hold the puck. Exactly. You do that. You wind up for a slap shot, and the goalie, to a glitch or whatever else, reacts and vacates the goal, and you could slap it in if there's any accuracy. You could score all the time. If you, if you got to the point where you did the move, it's a goal. But 94 is the year of the one-timer, adding a whole different wrinkle. Not just breakaways, but the year of the one-timer. Thousands upon thousands of hours. This is not Gretzky hockey? No, no, no. This is NHL 94. EA Sports, Mm. NHL 94, and the Sega Genesis. So I loved NHL games. Mm -hmm. Loved them. Played them for hours. That is way before my time. Sure. No file on that. But it sounds like you agree with me. NHL video games slept on. 100%. 100%. So good. That was the... Now, they've got... What they did is they they made huge advancements in all the games. And it's what you should do. It's what happens with everything technology-wise. Yeah. It became more and more realistic. Less fun. That... Those mechanics, those play controls on the three-button Sega Genesis controller, I'm telling you, if you know, you know. Setting up the various spots, the B, and then you got to hit C before the puck gets there. 
so that the guy one times it, one-timer. so he knows, right? The year of the one-timer. It changed the world. I'm trying to remember which game it would have been, but playing hockey, and then it'll tell you, so-and-so wants to fight. Do you accept the fight? You're never turning down a fight. No, you can't. Has anyone ever turned down a hockey fight in a video game? It's like, actually, I don't like the idea of I my, don't think so. I don't condone it. My guy being in the box. So I want to say I would have been, this would have been N64 or something, because I'm thinking I, there was like a button at the very top of the controller, like, wasn't even why. It was like something that wasn't our trigger. Or it was something. like, oh, mm-hmm. but you, you would hit maybe like, like the, option or whatever. Yeah. And so you just hit that button to accept the fight. And then the way you win the fight is toggling between A and B, A, B, A, B, 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 And if you can do it faster than whoever you're fighting with, you KO him. You won. Great. Now, what you sleep on in terms of fighting mechanics, the best in game fights were from Blades of Steel on the old school Nintendo. Believe it or not. Yeah, no fire. You could go upper or lower to try to play defense and counter punch. Like the fight mechanics were as good as almost any boxing game at that point. And Blades of Steel, the all time sound effects for guys. So, if you're, for example, I passed to Grant, the announcer guy. This is old school Nintendo. So, you know, 8 bit goes, let the pass, let the pass. Instead of saying, like, makes a pass, it came up very weird. That's what it sounded like. It's phenomenal. That game is outstanding. So you're going back and playing NHL 94? NHL 94. I'm going back to, we're both in high school, which says a lot about, you know, that's just a fun time. Can we just say? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you're in high school listening to us right now, just know you got it pretty good right now. Uh, I'm going to go back to somewhere between 04, 05, probably. Madden. Peak of its powers for me. Darius. You're hopping in your time machine. What buttons are you punching in? This is this is tough because there's definitely a lot of options. I thought about uh, an all-time favorite of mine, NFL Street, if you guys remember that, back in 03, 04. Uh, basically, EA's answer to the NFL Blitz series that Midway used to do, um, where it was uh, basically just football in a backyard with, with NFL players. It was great. Great time. But just in terms of the overall experience and uh, and, and hanging out with friends, I probably had to go to my freshman year of college where uh, we would have basically the entire floor of our dormitory in our room doing tournaments of fight night round three. Fight night. (laughs) Fight night round three, back when EA used to do boxing games, back when boxing actually used to be good. So was this, you guys would use real boxers? Like you could choose from, how did they do it? Was like the top 20 in every weight class? Absolutely. Yeah, it was all all legit licensed boxers. Uh, They even had legends. Uh, in the game, such as Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, just the just remembering the good times. Now I was no good at it. I was, I, I won't say I was the worst, but I wasn't very good at boxing games at all. But just the camaraderie, having everybody over to the dorm room, packed around our, our TV, flowing. yeah, yeah, Frostburg yeah State exactly. Bobcats, Frostburg State Bobcats, <laughs> Allen Hall Dormitory. Let's go! Shout out! <laughs> um, yeah, shout out! But yeah, that was uh, that was always a good time. So good memories with Fight Night Round Three. And what are we eating? What what was the food that you guys would crush while you did? Uh, so we actually had a sub shop in our dorm building. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but That's yeah, dangerous. yeah, very. <laughs> believe me, it was. Were they, were they open dangerous. after hours? They were open a lot. Yeah, and they would make fried foods and stuff like that. So oh, it was almost ha- it was it was like having a late night spot right there in your dorm building. So um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, the fries, the subs, the chips, whatever. So and they wonder why we gain weight when we go to college. The freshman fifteen—that's what they call it, right? Uh, they yeah. do. You, you put a place that I put on. A, I put on a sophomore fifteen too. <laughs> you put you put a place in my dormitory that has fried foods and subs, and all I got to do is go downstairs and come back up and plop down on the couch again. 
probably going to put on a couple pounds. I didn't, I didn't even have to go upstairs. It was on the same floor as my as, as me. How's that possible? It's just unbelievable. Were you on the bottom floor? On the bottom floor of the building. Yep. So you, how many steps away was it? Uh, I had to walk around the corner. So I, I mean, twenty. I know, good. Yeah, I would say good. <laughs> somewhere to twenty to thirty steps. I, what a disaster, dude! Absolutely terrible. That's the greatest and worst thing I've ever heard. Yep. All right, Ryan. You may not be going as far back as the rest of us. Is it 2021? No, not that. We're not. We're going to go a little far back here. We're going to go to 2008. So just a few years before you guys got on air here. Whoa. 2008, the bigs. Albert Pujols was the cover. We're playing it on Wii Sports. Staying up all night. Wii. Wii. Wii Sports growing up. I'm it was telling called you. the bigs? The bigs. Now, yeah. were you guys the kids? Because I've seen Wii. I, I never played mm-hmm. it once. My buddy Jeff had it. You had that, like, it was like a long, white, yep. kind of rubbery stick. It was like a rectangular are you prism. fake swinging into an oh, yeah. stick? You are, Dude, you the are Wii fake swinging. The Wii, sure. we had the Wii, and you were swinging it. You had to make contact. You had Did to throw a strike. Did you have to fake pitch? Yeah. You had to fake pitch. You just have to spin the thing like a curveball or whatever, like you were throwing. Press a different button to throw a change up. All the different things. You would have to do that. Except the hitting part was the most fun. And if you had a home run off one of your friends, which most of the time you would, you can connect, then, oh, my God, you got bragging rights. You're picking the next game. You're picking who, which team you're going to play for, which team that you're going to play against. All the rights, you will have those if you had a home run against your friend. And that does sh- sound kind of amazing. Oh, it was so much fun. The idea of we, even though I didn't play it, was awesome. Because I'm sure part of it was, like, kids need to be active, so... They can play their video game and be active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you saw Danny when like, let's play tennis. Let's play ping pong. And you're, I don't know how the technology worked or if it was real or not, but the, the idea that you were controlling what was happening, pretty good. It was so much fun. So much fun. Cause it, it, it so Nintendo. I'm you played a lot of weeks. Oh, 100%. You would have been old at that time. No, I mean, it was, I was in my twenties when it came out. So it was certainly it's kind an of alternative. Past video game prime. For, for a lot of folks. Yeah. But for, for the adults that still do it, uh, it's not a big deal, <laughs> but but Nintendo, at one point, as you know, was the leader for all of it. Like, they, the number one brand, the number one you know uh, game manufacturer, number one console. They got superseded by Sony, by Microsoft, and everyone else. So they kind of pivoted to this, we need this family-friendly sort of deal. And that's where the, that's where the Wii came in. And then, of course, their, their next-generation consoles or the Switch are all about, like, you know, kids and, and kind of that cross-play. Do you remember All-Star Baseball? Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter was on the cover. Yeah. Loved All-Star Baseball. Was a huge, huge fan of that game. I thought it was kind of authentic, real to life. First time I remember, like I would pick a, a pitcher that I actually really liked in real life, and I would just go through nine innings. You get the bullpen up an inning early, and you kind of navigate a game. And I remember it being like for me, I like you were just saying. I think you were referencing um, hockey, but you were saying you almost prefer like the more fun arcadey yep. game than the real life. I want my video games to resemble real life. So when I'm playing Madden, if something happens that would never happen, I'm mad about that. I want to pre- – this is authentic to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing a real-life Commanders versus Cowboys. If you run and all of a sudden it glitches and you're just 22 yards further downfield – That's not fun. Live it. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, like, right. Give me the real experience. I thought that was the case. And I don't know if you remember Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Yeah. What am I looking up right there? That's Ken Griffey Jr. That's basically. for the N64. And that's the cover, that's a 98. Exactly. Yeah. 98, N64. The play-by-play voice of the Seattle Mariners at the time was a guy named Dave Niehaus. And if you hit a bomb, specifically if you hit a grand slam, 
it was the same call every time. You know, now uh, they get Brandon Gauden and um, Charles Davis in a room, and they read stuff for 20 hours over a couple days mm-hmm. so that it's like they're calling a real game. You're not hearing the same clip over and over. But back then, there were like three things. It was like a doll that you get and you touch a button. They're like, hello, what's for lunch? You know, there's three sayings. Mm-hmm. On the video games, every time you would hit a Grand Slam, Dave Newhouse would say, I think it was something like, break out the rye bread and mustard, Grandma. It's Grand Salami time. But, like, just I remember the voice uh-huh. and how he would say it. We spent a lot of hours playing that. The only non-sports video games, because it was always sports for me, I remember playing a lot of was Mario Kart and GoldenEye. I don't know what year that was, but that was, like, Late the 90s. craze. Yep. Where, like, people would, you'd have the four screens. It'd be ten people in a room at a time. This day we're at Ben's house. This day we're at Jeff's house. Who's where are we going tonight? And it was just hours and hours of Goldeneye. So there, there have been a handful of games. Now you're getting me into, into dork land here for a second. But there have been a handful of games that have there's like a before and after because of those games. They changed gaming in a way. Goldeneye is one of those because the whole world now of gaming, something that my my sons are growing up in that they love to do, and people Ryan's age, Darius's age, etc. They the whole world is player versus player. That used to be kind of clunky, this awkward mechanic or whatever, but now whatever it wants to do, the instant the Call of Duty comes out, the instant the brand new game, whatever the tentpole is, yeah, it's nice that there's a story. I want to be on my headset in a shared online space shooting at my friends and strangers I don't know, and I want to do dances right in their face when I kill them. Yeah. That's the whole world now, and that's it started with GoldenEye. Had to be in the same place because there wasn't sure. that like instant Wi-Fi technology, but GoldenEye was one of the – I mean, there are other games that did player versus player too, but that – that mode in that game was the Was that your the original. gateway to your nerd stuff? Oh, no. Way, way before that. Okay. Yeah. I was way... I mean, when... What was the first game you played? Super that Mario got, Brothers, 1986. No, 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 but, but that's not nerdy, really. I mean, the first game you played where you kind of jumped the shark to being like, all right, now it's official. Yeah, now I, now I have to hide this in public yeah. until it became more acceptable. Did Zelda? Might have been Zelda. Might have really? been Zelda. Yeah. Zelda, I... I Whenever they started playing Zelda, I would leave the room. Like, it was just too much for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we're we're like, uh, are we an elf? What are we? We're, yeah. wa- we're waddling around for no reason. Yeah. I, I hated that game. I don't know anything about it. I just know it, it was awful. Mm. Instead of all, say, best ever. Right. Like, they made it gold. The cartridge was gold. You know how ballsy that is? They make a gold cartridge? Every, every other Nintendo cartridge was gray. They were like, let's try this one at, at gold. What if the game stinks? You get made fun of forever. It didn't. All timer. So I get the sense though you don't play sports games anymore. Really. No, they're too they're too realistic. So you really don't like that about them. No, so it, you it's, won't it's even, less fun. You won't give this college football game a try first I'm, time in ten years. I might because because of, of that fact because I haven't had a chance to play one in forever. But there was nothing more fun to me than taking, you know, in like nineteen in like year two thousand, start a, start one of those like program modes, whatever, like franchise mode, but for for college. Right. I take over Maryland and you know running running the option. Two years later, I'm winning the national championship. I can recruit the entire country. You and Ralph Regan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that that was awesome. That's like, to make it harder, where I got to go to, and I'm, I'm going to get my ass kicked if I go into Darius's league, that, that's not fun for me. You know, I want I want everyone to have 3,000 yards, <laughs> like all sorts yeah, of ridiculous we're numbers. we're for very different things you know? in our games. I just, when I think of the old school college football game, I think there's like, it's so much marching band mm-hmm. music, you know, like that's playing in the background. You see them at every break. You hear it during the game. I'm fired up. They're going back to the well. I've said for years, this will be the year that I get back into at least sports gaming. And I just, I haven't done it. It's just hard. It, it takes is hard. so much time. Yeah. I, 
I don't know how people have children and play video games because I'm already not helpful enough mm-hmm. and like I'm cognizant of it and I'm in my head about it and I'm I'm already like man I hope my wife's not mad right now. If you added video games to that, what am I doing? Yeah, I know. It's tough. I got to sneak it in when I can. I'm just worried about scrolling my phone a little bit or, you know what I mean? Like I, totally. being at work all day. Totally. Now I'm coming home and I'm, I'm going to hit hit a game against Darius and Madden. It's like, yeah, the kid, can you give him a bath real quick? I got I to gotta grind my druid here on uh, Diablo 4. <laughs> I, have, I have four dungeons that I have to clear in order to get the Tree of Whispers bonus. Whatever that was. You know what I mean? What he said. I mean, imagine going through that. I, I, I couldn't possibly. Double play at 345 next on Grant and Danny. Should we read anything into Cliff Kingsbury's comments on what he's looking for in a drafted quarterback? This is the fan. Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. No, um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys. Um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building, you want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. Grant and Danny on the fan. D.C., Richmond, and wherever you are on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to the show. As always, we're taking you up to 6.30 tonight all over the DMV. That was Cliff Kingsbury talking about what he wants out of his quarterbacks moving forward, and namely here in Washington, out of the quarterback, presumably they'll be drafting with the number two overall pick. He was also asked specifically about Caleb Williams, who he coached last year. He said that he really likes the kid, didn't really have a lot more to say. Uh, you can listen to this, though, when he was asked to, to break Caleb Williams down and how, whether or not his game will translate to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to break him down uh, right now. I'm still trying to you know, evaluate our own roster and go through that but like I mentioned uh love being around him tremendous person and uh yeah I had fun at USC Danny everybody's trying to mm-hmm. take something out of what he said when it comes to the quarterbacks he's looking for was he describing Jaden Daniels could that qualify for Drake you May? better move around who moves around yeah it's obviously Caleb Williams and then when he was asked about Caleb Williams by saying he's a great kid well he likes him but by not going further Maybe he doesn't want to work with him. I think this is a desperation to try to apply meaning to a place where it isn't. I always go back to the joke, you know, where you're an English teacher and you're like, Grant, what did the bird mean flying away there at the end of that chapter? And I'm like sitting there like, oh, no, Mrs. Dibble, what do I do here? And I just make something up. You know, the bird flying away. Uh, Symbolized (laughs) her innocence leaving. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. I I think this was just just, a leaf, man. He was just answering some questions. You know, there's probably not a lot there. But the one thing I I think needs to be said is when he talks about getting out of a bad play with your feet, mobility, athleticism, it's true. You you can't just have cinder blocks for feet and stand there and make throws. You got to be an athlete. You got to be somewhat fluid and natural. And if you're just an exceptional passer, 
who stands still in the pocket, your ceiling's a lot lower than it was 10, 12, 15 years ago. I just think that all three of the quarterbacks who we're discussing ad nauseum, Williams, May, Daniels, they all have all They've the all things got that, to a degree, that yeah. he talked about. They all are athletes. I went back today, and I watched North Carolina, South Carolina. There, there was a available video online of like every throw and scramble from Caleb Williams uh, and, and Drake May and Jaden Daniels in several of their games. So you can go back and watch these. And I went back and watched the North Carolina-South Carolina game with uh, Drake May through a couple interceptions in the game. One was off of a receiver's hands. But they had two designed runs in the first quarter and two other scrambles that were really nice. Like he'd run four times for, I don't know, 25 or so yards before the end of the first quarter. My point is to suggest we think of him as just like the the big passer who doesn't leave the pocket. Not true. We think of Daniels as just he's going to run every single down. Not true. I think his description works for all three. That wasn't a tell. Agreed. So you're you're basically saying, I think. Well, let me let me let me rephrase it. To me, there's a an acknowledgement that that the old days are gone. AKA statuesque, stand back there, throw the football, and that's it. You have to be able to move around now. You just do. And it doesn't mean, again, as you said, you don't have to run for a thousand yards like Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. You have to be able to to, to extend plays. You got to be able to, to make the defense pay if you catch them. You know, everybody with their heads turned and there's a little crease. You got to do what Mahomes did in the Super Bowl and get your first down. Some of those third and sevens get converted just by a guy being an athlete, by a guy being a football player. That I think now is is expected. It's a prerequisite at this point to be able to play the position. Doesn't mean you got to run a four three. It'd be nice if you did. We'll figure something out for you to do if you do. But there's there's that degree of it, and that I don't think that was any kind of tell that it means, oh, because he said you have to move around, that means Caleb Williams. Or because you've got to have some athleticism, it means Jane Daniels or Drake May. All those guys have it. Now, I think May is third out of three on that group, but it doesn't mean he's unathletic or or, or you know a statue. But still, he's he's plus when it comes to that category. I would say uh, overall, as a you know as a, as an athlete, maybe a playmaker. So I don't think that was a tell. But you're 100 percent right. We're, all we have is this minuscule fraction of a fraction of data, and we're desperate to ascribe some meaning to it. I think that's what's happening. There are also two types, I think, of offensive play callers and offensive philosophers. There are guys who want a player who can be spontaneous and creative and just kind of go make me right. And then there's also the philosopher who wants you to be able to execute his thing perfectly. Okay, so follow me for a second. You think about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan wants his quarterback to be exceptionally cerebral, execute what he's doing perfectly on every snap, and know exactly what Kyle's thinking and kind of be an extension of him on the field, right? You think about uh, his proclivities, like Cousins versus Griffin, or uh, even now with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not the most physically gifted, talented guy. He was literally the last pick in a draft. But Kyle seems to have fallen in love and really likes him. Remember the rumors before the draft that Kyle really, really liked Mac Jones? They ended up taking Trey Lance. There's still speculation maybe that Jed York was involved. I don't know what Kyle thought. I have no clue. But I always believed the Mac Jones stuff because that's just kind of how it's been for him most of the time. Jimmy G's another example. Pretty limited athlete. There's enough athleticism to get out of harm's way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's his style. Sean McVay's another guy. 
One of the things you hear about McVeigh, I'm sure you've heard this for years, up until 15 seconds, he's telling you exactly what to do. He would like be in Jared Goff's ear and be like, hey, if we get this look, we're going here. Throw the ball to 11. Throw the, absolutely has to go to Josh Reynolds, like whatever it was. He's more of that Kyle school. But there are coaches, and maybe Kingsbury is one of them, that just says, hey, I'm going to give you these looks. Go out and play football. And if he's that guy, maybe he's more inclined for one of the off-schedule Williams types. Yeah, this is not a great analogy because we're talking about third and fourth grade bas- third and fourth grade boys basketball here for a second. But we have a we have a play that we run, an offense that we run. Our guys aren't capable of doing like if the first part of the play doesn't work. Here's the next thing you do. They can barely remember where to stand and line up to start our play on offense, right? So if the thing breaks down, it's now just we don't just give the ball away. Somebody's got to go do something. Right? You can only coach so much. There's going to be moments where the other team has the advantage. There's going to be a moment where, you know, the, the coverage isn't what you anticipate because that's what's happening. If the OC is sitting there going, here's what I bet they're going to do on this second and seven. I think they're going to run, uh, you know, this cloud coverage with a hook player underneath and we'll do this, this, and this. In order to beat that, I've got this called. Well, what if they don't run that? Then what happens? Do you just give up? You take a knee? No, you either have something to do or you, you figure out something for the quarterback to, to figure out, whether it's an audible, whether it's you know a, a player maker just kind of going after it. That's, I think, essential. I think that's what we underrate so often in this league is when everybody lines up and it's a chess match and one move counters another move, okay, it all works out. But there's, there's enough improvisational moments where games are won and lost or decided or drives are continued that I think you have to have that ability, and that's what he's talking about. Did you feel any different after his presser about him? Yes. You did? Yes. In yes. what way? The yeah, I'm not just running the air raid, guys. I like want bristling it, a little bit about that. Yeah, like the, rather than being prideful. Everybody thinks that I'm one thing. I'm telling you, I'm not that thing. You can go look at the data points, and I got Anthony Lynn to count to ying my yang here to counter uh, what everybody thinks I am. That's his old school smash mouth. Let's line up with three fullbacks uh, ahead of the tailback and run the dang ball guy. I don't have the numbers in front of me anymore. But I put them together and, and recited them when we were in Vegas, and I'll have to dig them back up. But the the run-pass splits <clears throat> for Kingsbury in Arizona were nothing like people think they were. I mean, there was like a 53-47, you know, 54-46 type seasons in there. His first and 10 in neutral situations, you know, early in the game or before the fourth quarter. Like, it was close to 50-50 his last couple of years when he had a healthy quarterback and the offense he wanted to have. So I don't think that's just him saying that. I really do believe as a play caller in the NFL, as you'd expect, he was very different than he was in college. Uh, I don't feel differently after hearing him speak. I do like the offensive situation more after he filled out the entire staff. One of the hires I love, I mentioned this yesterday, Danny, is this David Blau hire. And I know he's not the main quarterback's coach. That's still Tavita Pritchard. Pritchard might be really good. It seems like people in the building last year liked him, and clearly this group thought enough of him to keep him around. He did a nice job at Stanford. Sam Howell last year for a fifth-round pick. Whatever you think about the second half of his season, I would still say that was a win. He did some really exciting things in his first year as a starter after being a player that nobody wanted as a starter one year before that. But this David Blau addition, backup quarterback, Lions, Vikings, Cardinals, Really smart former player until this past season who's 28. This is, to me, what I would be doing. I would be trying to find 
the smartest backup quarterbacks who want to stop playing, and I would be having them be a liaison between the staff and the new player that you're bringing in at number two. Be an extension of us. Speak player language to this kid. You're spending 15 hours a day with him in this building watching film and getting him ready. It's kind of what you already do as a backup anyway. You're just not taking up a spot Mm -hmm. on my depth chart. I thought that was a really smart, really good hiring. This was actually Kingsbury on why he hired Blau, who he knew very little from the couple of weeks, maybe a month they spent together in Arizona at the end of his time with the Cardinals. Yeah, very, very smart. Um, Like, I remember we got him in Arizona for a couple weeks, and he probably knew the offense better than I did after two weeks. And he's uh, one of the brightest quarterbacks I've ever been around. Great rapport with the players. Um, And I love his temperament. I think um, whoever the quarterback is, he'll be great. to be around him and just how he sees the game, how he talks protections, how he talks progressions, because he never gets too high or too low. And um, I think he's got a chance to move up really quickly in this profession. If you guys don't think you know who David Blau is, you've probably seen the the, uh, viral video. When he was with the Lions on Hard Knocks, he and a few of his teammates were watching his wife qualify for the Olympics. Do you remember that? I do. His wife is Melissa Gonzalez, who at the time, this didn't mean anything, but the sister of Christian Gonzalez, who was a first-round pick by the Patriots last year, oh, who Washington yeah. should have taken over Emmanuel Forbes, who looks like he's going to be awesome. But she's stunningly beautiful, by the way. That's an aside and doesn't matter. Um, but she's, like, one of the fastest people on the planet. And uh, I think she's a hurdler. I don't remember now. Sounds right. But I think she yeah. was – and I don't know how this works. She's about 29 years old, so maybe she'll be back at the Olympics next time. But she made the Olympic team as a hurdler – and the bit was that on Hard Knocks, David Blau, the quarterback room, and a couple other people like got together at the facility on the big screen and like watched in the auditorium uh, during training camp or whatever as she was qualifying. And she had to finish like top three. To, Which is so cool. And she did, and everyone went crazy. But uh, that was, if you think you've never heard of David Blau, you might have seen that video because it was everywhere for like 48 hours. It was sensational. That Can you imagine that, by the way? Like, I can't come to your race. I have to go to training camp. But I'll, so I'll just watch on the uh, in, in the film room or whatever where Dan Campbell's talking about eating kneecaps. Pretty, that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, no doubt. Double play is next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Also, we're going blitzing at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock. That is when, 20 minutes from right now, we'll be giving away tickets to see Nate Bargatze. Just because we like you, we're Grant and Danny. Time to figure out how you are winning off the field on Grant and Danny. These are little teeny tiny mini moral victories. Something that happened to you today on this Friday that made you feel good that nobody else would care about. 800-636-1067. Quick reminder, kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They're the official show sponsor of G&D, and they'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit them at kmlawyers.com and make sure you mention the show to get a discount, kmlawyers.com. So, Super Bowl was this past weekend, as you know, and uh, I was going to make a sandwich here this morning, and I'm going, I don't know if I've got sandwich meat. I don't know if I have luncheon meat left. We'll probably need a grocery store trip or an Instacart. I don't know, whatever the plan was, by the lady wife. And I went into that refrigerator thinking there weren't any cold cuts left, and there weren't, except from the Super Bowl party, a last few pieces of, as we famously said by the New York Jets, 
the last few pieces of a carcucci board, I had a few bits of the carcucci left in order to make a sandwich. So wow. because there were a few leftover carcucci's, I was able to put that right on between two slices of bread with some condiments and some cheese. Therefore, I was winning off the field. We work in Washington D.C. That is not the winning off the field. To be clear. Oh, thank you. We uh, park in a garage that we pay. Is it like two thirty a month to, to park here? A little higher. Two forty. Yeah. Okay. That is also, to be clear, not <laughs> the winning off. Where's the, field. the winning part? Uh, hold on. Hey, Mr. Obama, how are you? <clears throat> Let me be clear. That's not the winning off the field. But today, I pulled into the garage. Normally, I have to circle around, find out there's nothing on B1, then go down to B2, occasionally circle around, find out there's nothing on B2. That's the worst, by the and way. And then go down to B3. These, these looky-loos, these giant come lately. We're here every day. We're we B1 are. people. When we have to go to B2, it's a little bit of an affront. Those B3 days, come on, man. Today, there was one spot available, kind of right up near the stairs and elevators, yeah. right up where they're centered up where mm-hmm. you want it, on B1. One opening. I only drive one car at a time. So that works. I parked there. Therefore, I am. Winning off the field. It just It shouldn't matter at all, but the difference between parking on B1 versus below it just changes your entire mindset when you get to work. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it better than it does feel like an affront. Like, it feels like a little bit of an insult. What if I, like, I'm always here. We yeah. always come here. The people that don't always come here, I resent them for taking the parking spots for the people that do always come here. Even though everyone's, you know, nobody's got anything guaranteed. I don't own a spot or anything. But when I can't park on B1, it's like, how dare you? Do you know what I mean? You're saying if you're not a five day a weeker, yeah. you got to go to B3. And work your way back up. I'm not even trying to set policy. I just know it annoys me. Okay. When it's like, it wasn't this full Tuesday or whatever. It wasn't this full well, Monday. Here's what I've found, though. Mm-hmm. So I normally get here in the 11 o'clock hour. Sometimes as early as 11.15. Sometimes I'll say as late as noon. But jet, my average show up time is 11.30. And B1 never is open at that time. You guys do it better. Getting here closer to one o'clock. Mm-hmm. The last when I had a doctor's appointment or the couple things I've had to do now, getting here closer to one o'clock, there's nothing but spaces. Nothing but spaces. If I'd have known that, I it's almost worth getting here later, mm. getting the better parking, and just eating somewhere else or doing something else. I had no idea. It's just like wide open at that time. I think that's going to be my play moving forward. Just a little bit, just a little bit later. Just come later. That window. There's, I mean, it's, it's not every time though. It's not every time because there's certain days where it's like, oh, today we're in the office because it's a Wednesday or, or there's a meeting or something. Yeah, but my but it's not is, just here. It's like the whole building. I could take out my laptop and work anywhere. I could stay at home for another hour. I could go anywhere I want to between here, like Crystal City. Just go to a library. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You won't. I don't have to come here and right. sit in this seat. What am I doing? I'm wasting so much. Time and steps from B2 and B3. Let's go to Rich in Olney. Hello, Richard. Richard. What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? Hey, man. So, uh, Valentine's Day just passed, and I found a little life hack. Instead of spending 70 to $80 on the flower delivery with one of those big companies, I went to Instacart. The whole thing, delivery at her job, was only $25. And not only that, she forgot it was Valentine's Day, so I'm one up on the scorecard. 
therefore I am. Winning off the field? Really? That's actually huge, Rich. Wow. So she didn't do anything, yeah. and, and frankly, you didn't care, but at least now you have a plus one to use at your disposal. Oh, yeah. This is definitely going to wind up in a lot of beers and a lot of smoked meats one of these days. It's going to be real nice. <laughs> As opposed to the rest of the days. The normal Friday. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Darius, you went to one of Rich's cookouts, didn't you? You were the representative on behalf of the Grant and Danny Radio Program. I was, yes, absolutely. How did we do? I mean, it was an awesome experience. First of all, his basement is incredible. Really? Yes, it's it's the, it's a true man cave. Now, you'll be disappointed to know that it features a team that we're not uh, very fond of. Which well, sport? Uh, a football team Whoa. that we aren't very fond of. What? I won't right. out him on the air. Do they reside in Dallas? I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. Um, But... Aside from that, that would be a sneaky development. Like if if I went north on ninety five, might I run into it? Uh, no, no. Mm-mm. What if I went way west, out toward like Texas? It's very possible it'd be on the. Oh way. my god! Who knew this guy's been calling into our show for years? What? No file at all. Huh? And Darius just I I threw didn't him. I didn't confirm. Listen what team closely. Did he confirm? There's a bus rolling downhill at about seventy five miles an hour. <laughs> Just right over top of them. Dan's in Rockville. What's up, Dan? What up, Dan? Dan? Hey, what's up, Grand Danny? How you guys doing? Good. Awesome, yeah. Um, I guess I'm winning off the field right now. Uh, I just got myself a hot cup of soup. I'm driving home from work. I'm watching all these uh, salt trucks dump down some salt on the road for a snowstorm, even though it's sunny and 60 today, which is pretty odd. But ready to go home and uh, get cozy, and therefore I am. Winning off the field. Dan, what's the soup du jour? Well, I got myself a mixed vegetable. You know, it's all they had left at the Valducci's uh, up the street from me. I mean, it's uh, it's not my favorite, but I just I, I, I was feeling like I should be healthy today. So, but Dan, that was the what's option. the soup du jour? Come on, Dan. The soup du jour. Come on, Dan. Uh, I mean, if I knew French, I could tell you, but I Damn. don't. Okay, that's all right. First of all, your night sounds amazing. It's so cozy. You're gonna have a little grilled cheese, a little soup. It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. Ryan doesn't know what we're talking about. I don't think Darius does either. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Darius doesn't know, and that hurts. He's shaking his head. No, it's the soup of the day. Excuse me, Flo. Now you just screwed Rich <laughs> over. So I'm gonna I'm gonna unload something I have never unloaded, but that has been a theory of mine for a while. Whoa, especially with movies from like back in the day. I think Darius gets off so easy. Because we always kind of target Ryan. I think like 85% of the time, because I kind of can see his face. Darius is going, don't call me, like, don't, don't call me, don't call me. me. <laughs> Darius has so little file on most of the references. And like, he just kind of laughs or like, oh, Ryan, uh, you Ryan, me. What but an idiot. He's, you're cackling right now because you know it's true. I think Darius gets off so easy. that Do you think if, he's in on two pairs of gloves this entire time? If someone else was sitting in that seat, Darius would catch so much shrapnel. Uh, this Don't is confirm tough. or deny. This just, is tough. I, yeah, I, I can't confirm or deny. How many I guess we'll just find out as we go been along. Wearing this whole time, <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't even know what that reference. Do means. you realize what you've done? <laughs> no. The town is back that way. I got nothing. Do you think we should track down the gas man? <laughs> I got <no>? nothing. <laughs> Pretty bird. Pretty bird. There's not a job available in this town. Sure, not work, you work. Work. So These are all lines from the same movie. That's right. It is. Wow. How was your day? All right. Fell off the jetway again. No file. We got no food. We got no jobs. I feel like you're just saying things. We Our are. pets' heads are falling off. 
It just seems like you're just saying random things. You a fan of Billy and 4C? <laughs> How are these all connected to the same movie? Beltway Blitz is next. We're giving away tickets to see Nate Bargatze. Goodbye, my love. On Grant and Danny. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 